0: On Devil Times 5 this month, they turn up, they do maximum damage in a short space of time, and then they fuck straight off again. Remind you of anyone? Um... Uh... You know when you've had a great night with a serial killer but there's no second date? Was it something I said? Did I talk too much about your mother? What's wrong? I've spilled my guts out to you, literally. Still, they can't all be a Freddy or a Jason or even a Mary Lou or an Angela. On this 70th episode of Devil Times Five, we're celebrating some 80s slashers who never got to come back from the dead for more. I'm Cliff Barnes and feeling disenfranchised with me, that is an extremely clever pun, <laughs> um, are my fellow devils, Luke Poulton, Brian Eno, Emily McQuaid and a real blast from the past in the shape of Sarah Dodds. It's Sarah Dodds.
1: Oh, I'm back. Yay. You're back. <laughs> Unlike these slashers, that didn't really work, yeah. Because <laughs> these guys don't come back, no, but no, I, no. I do.
0: I was surprised that you jumped at the chance to be on this one because you famously do not like 80s slashers. Only the 90s ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, spoilers, but it turns out I kind of (laughs) do. Good. (laughs) I just don't like the franchise ones. I was worried that I was going to be spending this whole thing going,
2: I'm so sorry. And then when I saw you were doing it, I was like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really
0: sorry. Can you believe it? It's been 42 months since you were last here with us, Sarah, which is the same amount of time as passed between the releases of two slasher sequels. Can you guess which two? In fact, I've even got a theme tune for this game. Can you, can you, can you, name the slasher sequel, that were released 42 months apart. Forty-two bucking, two months apart. <laughs>
1: so 42 months is, what, nearly four years?
0: Three and a half years.
1: It'll be like Nightmare on Elm Street 5 and 6, maybe? No,
0: somewhere. we're not talking, it's not no? actually an 80s franchise. Oh! That's a clue. Ooh. Can we
3: figure, uh, we'll figure it out.
2: Is it Halloween? No. No, they had that one last year, didn't they? Mm. I meant before they did this recent. No, no, no.
0: It was... I want
1: to say Scream, but I think that's longer than that. I think it was 2011 before the last one. Um, I don't know.
0: Final Destination 3 and 4. 42 months oh, apart. No, that's, that's... <laughs> uh, that was a good bit, wasn't it? Uh, right, now on to yeah. the more traditional... <laughs> Now onto the more traditional way of kicking things off with our highs and lows of the last few weeks in horror entertainment. Uh, Emily, you can uh, start. What's your highs and lows?
2: Okay. Um, I've got a high and then I've got a high, which is also a low because I'm watching films that I know are going to be bollocks, but I just feel the need to watch something mindless and silly. So I'll start with that one. That is um, Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. (laughs) Uh, Very, very silly, but there's some good special effects work from Screaming Mad George. And um, yeah, just more mad shit going on with corn. So um, that was what I expected, and that's exactly what I got. So, as as yeah.
0: trailed last month.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm nothing if not uh, not predictable. So if I choose <laughs> Children of the Corn 4 next, well, I could do this for the next <laughs> few months, actually. I'll just, because there's like about a billion of those films, isn't there? So yeah. Um, and my other high, which is a definite high, and this is something that for some reason I'd not seen before and actually really surprised me. Uh, from 1990, um, Tom Savini's remake of Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. It's I good. was expecting it to be. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I I saw it. It was on at the Prince Charles Cinema. And like a friend dragged me along. and was like, oh, this is like legit one of my favorite zombie movies. And I was expecting it to be a very kind of like faithful remake. And just like, well, I don't know why this exists. I mean, you know, Tom Savini, brilliant, obviously. But, you know, why why is this there other than sort of copyright reasons or whatever but actually it's it's really really good it's a really good reimagining um tony todd always has charisma to spare he's 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 amazing as ben he does a slightly different what is it bill gunn the actor that was in the original one yeah Yeah, yeah, ganja and hess dude yeah his performance of it is a lot more kind of theatrical Whereas Tony told it's very, obviously, he's a guy who's having a really, really shit day. And I love the fact that they make Barbara really kick ass in it. And also it's the ending Bridget changes Fonda, things.
0: Sorry? Bridget Fonda plays.
2: No, it's Barbara. not Bridget Fonda. She looks like Bridget Fonda, but I did look it oh, up. Oh, is it just a Bridget Fonda lookalike? It is just a Bridget Fonda oh, lookalike, wow. yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's,
1: oh, I'm going to stray into Briony territory here. Isn't it someone who's in like <laughs> Deep Space Nine or something? <laughs> uh so i did look this up earlier because i was like i can't
4: remember that actress's name but you want to go proper brianie territory you just gotta go oh that was that actor in that other thing that they
1: acted in <laughs> well it probably wasn't deep space nine so it may well be in that in that zone. i'd
2: not see, i don't think i'd seen anything else and i did make a point of looking at her imdb but i can't remember there being anything style trekky on there
0: patricia tallman
2: patricia tallman yeah mm. tallman um let me look at her face. I'm going to look up her height. She's got a very early 90s actress kind of look, so she's got like a. a oh red no! Babylon
1: 5, the other one that's not Deep Space Nine, but it's. Oh, okay. There we go. So she's right. a sci fi yeah. lady.
0: Patricia Tallman is a five foot eight woman.
1: <laughs> there we go. Fails
2: under the trade <laughs> description, Zach. But he's very, very good at um, shooting zombies. Um, and yes, yeah, it's a um, really, really good film. Sort of surprising, kind of emotional beats in it. The ending's a little bit different to the original, and it's very, very clear that Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, when they were writing Shaun of the Dead, that was what they were referencing, even to the point of some of the costumes that some of the zombies have, hmm. and the way the zombies get used in the post-zombie apocalypse world at the end. So, yeah, really, really good. Really yeah. enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it's good. uh Bryony. I've
4: not got any lows, actually, which is nice. Um, my high, actually, my high could be considered a low, but it's kind of just trash. Like similar to Emily, it was just trash, but great trash. Um, so it was *1988*, so The Brain. It's about oh, a big wow. brain. Um, <laughs> and I think I liked it so much because like the, the lead, who's meant to be the hot teenage protagonist, looks exactly like Martin Short. So <laughs> I was just having a great time with that. You look confused about Martin Short.
0: I was just trying to I thought you said Martin Short, to be fair. <laughs> no, Martin Short. You. <laughs>
4: short, short man.
0: Is he a tall woman? <laughs> she is a very, tall woman. A very um, tall
4: woman. Yeah, it was just, it was just, you know, another one of these naff ones. Similar to that, that pit one that I watched the month before. Just a bit crap. It's been on my watch list for ages, um, but enjoyable and stupid. And it had him from all them films I like. Oh, yeah. um, no, the guy from Reanimator and from Beyond.
0: David Gale's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen the brain probably since 1988 or thereabouts. It's worth
4: rewatching. It's yeah. so stupid. That's kind of it, really. I mean, I've, I've just been watching Twin Peaks all month, to be honest. Nice. Um, which I'd never seen
0: before. Mm. How far you got into it?
4: It's like two or three episodes into season two. Nice. And then yeah, it's good. But yeah, otherwise, I just rewatched X because I think, I know we're only in October, but I think X is my film of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched it three times now. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Where is yeah, the
0: Pearl sure. release date? I know, it should be. It's
5: just been released on VOD in America. Yeah. But what? But nothing for the UK mm. still.
3: That's
2: stupid. That's so annoying. Oh, well, that means it's
0: torrentable, doesn't it? If they're not going to fucking put it out here, then... Uh, they're going to uh,
2: make us do the illegals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just driven to a life of crime. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't steal a movie. Yes, I would. They drove me to
5: it. Uh, Luke? My High is... It's it's an animated film. It is a PG, but it, I'm still going to class it as a horror film. It's Paranorman. Um, hey. It's just one of my favourite animated movies to watch when I'm not feeling good. Uh, it's about a kid that can see dead people.
0: <laughs> Where did I get that idea from?
5: Uh, And there is a witch's curse put on the town, but it's done in a fun way. The dead people he sees, he's friends with all of them and has conversations with them. Um, But then the zombies attack the town, and then a big witch's curse, and it's just a very nice, fun animated film that actually has some good horror elements to it as well for a kids' film. Um, It gets creepy at one point.
0: Okay, I'm surprised you haven't brought that one up before. First mention of Paranormal on the podcast in 70 episodes.
5: Um, And then my low is. It's, I don't know I, I'm I'm torn between saying VhS 99 and Halloween ends because I think I was just that's two films I was very excited for and I've been very disappointed by them
1: I quite liked VhS 99 but then I was going in with the lowest of possible expectations so that might have had something yeah. to do with it you know, there were like some rubbery monsters. I was there for it.
0: I don't think I have any interest in ever watching Halloween Ends. You know? <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> yeah. I like that franchise so boring.
4: I don't know. I'm still interested to watch it. So maybe next month I'll be correct. All I
2: just keep seeing people ranting about it. Yeah,
4: that's what people do though.
2: Yeah, I know. But it's yeah. people that were genuinely really excited, not just the people that saw the second one and went, oh, these are shit now. I think people are like, oh. this is going to be great. And they're like, no, it's not. It's not. And I'm wounded.
4: Well, that's just life. Well, you used to it. (laughs) Toughen up. Bootstraps, bootstraps. Sarah. So my low is
1: Red State, which I have never watched before uh, and only watched because I'm plotting a Kyle Golner themed episode of my other podcast. (laughs) So I had to watch it for completion's sake. Uh, It's Kevin Smith doing, I think he thinks it's like political satire, but it's just dreadful. It's barely a film. It doesn't hold together at all. It's just a mess.
5: I'm someone that enjoys it but I I, I completely understand <laughs> why people wouldn't enjoy it because Kevin Smith always said that he was trying to annoy people with sort of making it a bit messy as well right. as like a whole point where he puts the time on screen but it doesn't make sense as to why it's there and he just said oh I just did that to piss people doesn't off. Doesn't so he, he say that about every
2: movie? Yeah I did that on uh, purpose Yeah, 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 like, yeah Just yeah. make better films Kevin then you wouldn't need to say that yeah.
4: I've said that about nearly every single art essay or project I've ever done. Oh, that's a bit shit, because I did that on purpose to make a comment. Yeah, I might start trying shit. to
1: get away with that at work, but we'll see how well that goes down. <laughs> um, and my high is, I re-watched uh, As Above, So Below, the fan footage Paris Catacombs uh, movie, and I really, really love it, <laughs> which I think is not normal. I think it's not well regarded, but I find it really, really scary, so... It does the claustrophobic thing quite well, but my abiding yeah. memory yeah, yeah. of that
2: film is the the brilliant French pop song over the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish the rest of the film was as fun as this. Yeah, the end yeah. credits are the best bit. They should have had ah. people with accordions
1: creeping around in the catacombs. That would have made it made it better. It is, yeah, you say, the, the claustrophobia. It's like the descent, but like somehow even... I think the thing that scares me most is a place you can't get out of easily. Like... Mm just in general life like I don't like being in busy concert venues if I can't get out very easily although that's not like an enclosed space but like if I can't can't escape I don't like it and that that is all that film is <laughs> like you're just constantly being driven deeper deeper and deeper into this like hellscape then there's no way out and like the walls falling down
0: on you and ugh, horrible. Uh, it lost me at the bit where um, they find the piano the, the guy recognizes. oh it can't be the same one the one I remember the, the, the D didn't work or whatever and he presses the D and it doesn't work yes. it? Oh, that's such a stupid <laughs> shit bit of shit my high um, is going to be Dario Argento's Dark Glasses which uh, isn't the greatest thing oh. but it is very good it's going to be very exciting oh. <laughs> um it's, yeah it's, it's good fun it's um what what's wrong with it sarah
1: well, the thing i enjoy about you cliff is that i can never predict your opinion on anything and it's always like just the wildest wildest opinion um well i rewatched phenomena this month so i i kind of reminded myself that Argento's always been like completely nuts and like not cared yeah. about anything making sense yeah but I just feel like it kind of lacked the the sort of visual flair that he used to have.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it totally does. Yeah, there's none of that <laughs> at all. But um, No. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's a good story. It's well, pretty well written. It's, um, it's quite sad, the first half of it. Mm. Like, you know, following this woman who's just been blinded, who had a whole life ahead of her, and now she's having to have her whole life ahead of her without eyes. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, and then it's just a simple cat and mouse. Liked it. Nice gory ending. Yeah. Was, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Luke, you've seen it, haven't you?
5: No, i oh. It's because. <laughs> nah, I didn't, I didn't bother with it because it's got uh, Asia Argento in it. And uh, not the best history with her at the moment, is there? Really?
0: Has she been cancelled? Oh, she's a bit.
5: Bit of a nonce.
0: Yeah. Oh, I remember so that. Bit, yeah.
4: What? Wow. Well, it's generational. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um. And my low is Smile, which is fucking dreadful um (laughs) it's It's brilliant it's brilliant it's not i liked it it. (laughs) i know you did it's so much fun (laughs) it's too many different things they're trying to do with it so you've got the main plot about if, if someone kills himself in front of a character then that person's then got uh four to seven days left to live before they kill themselves but Some exec, I presume, saw Truth or Dare, the Blumhouse film, and thought, oh, yeah, but what if they're smiling as well? Because smiling's scary, isn't it? And it's like, no, actually, smiling isn't scary. I don't know where you fucking got that idea from. And uh, it doesn't make any sense. And it's got nothing to do with the main plot. So the only bits where anyone is seen smiling turn out to be dream sequences or hallucinations because they don't actually have anything to do with anything. I don't
1: think that's true. I actually think it does make sense, but uh in a very silly way. And it's sort of trying to pretend that it's elevated horror because it's about trauma and grief and all the rest of it. But... It's basically about a monster that eats trauma, (laughs) that like preys off of trauma. That's what it does. That's what it likes. So its whole thing is that it just wants to cause somebody else to be traumatized. So and and you see at the end that amazing, like ridiculous CG monster that goes inside them. But the people are smiling when they're possessed by that monster.
0: It's not an amazing amazing monster is a piece of CG shit. It is.
1: I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) I, I was so happy when that happened. Um, and yeah, so it like, it like to me it made total sense I argued with uh, CJ all the way home from the cinema about this I really mm. enjoyed it Was it Paramount that made it? Yeah,
5: because yeah. it was meant to come out just on VOD at first um, And then because the trailer did so well on YouTube They decided to release it in cinemas
0: I felt like I did after watching A Quiet Place Like I've just sat through some not very well thought through Money making venture for Paramount Pictures <laughs> Instead of an actual <laughs> horror film
1: Oh, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. It was a bit like the bye-bye man, but like slicker. Oh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that remind me of the bye-bye man. The fucking bye-bye <laughs> man.
3: <laughs> oh, bye-bye oh no,
0: bye
4: man. Don't say it, don't speak it. Bye-bye.
0: Huge amount of thunder just happening overhead as you said that, so <laughs> I don't know what that means.
2: <laughs> you displeased the bye-bye man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, they were our highs and lows. Now it's time to say hi and bye. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out to some short-lived 80s slashers.
3: Leave me alone, it's just a one night stand.
0: And our first feature this month comes from Canada in 1981, directed by George Mihalka. It's My Bloody Valentine. It's a bad time, this time of year. How many times is he going to tell this
5: story? I'll let him tell it. I love fairy
4: tales.
3: This ain't no fairy tale, little girl.
4: The first Valentine's dance in 20 years has to be something special.
3: In this town on Valentine's Day.
5: Everybody loses their heart.
4: Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. What's going on
5: over in Valentine Bluffs? It looks like Harry Warden's back in town. It happened once.
1: It happened twice. Cancel the dancer; it'll happen
3: twice. In the town of Valentine Bluffs, there are many ways to die. Take your pick
0: my bloody
3: valentine
0: alright it's now hailing against my window which is what the background noise is anyway my bloody valentine 20 years after a valentine's night massacre in a canadian mining town it seems that mass murderer harry walden is back for more um, Emily you picked this month's theme and this film as our first feature
2: yeah I really like this film and I think it kind of improves with every rewatch just because it's quite a simple premise you've got the sort of folkloric thing of the of did you hear about the, the guy who went mental in the mine and hit everyone and um, it breaks with the format a little bit in the sense that they're not teenagers they're people presumably in their 20s the guys all work in the mine and it's tough and they just want to have a good time but the um, psychopathic miner has other ideas
0: you know that's scene near the start where the miners run out of the mine to their cars in the car park and like I think it's like the last person to the pub buys the round or whatever mm. the chaos of them running around half dressed and helping each other get their trousers on and stuff looks very choreographed I wonder if it was. There's a bit where there's a guy pulling his mate's trousers up and then like Sort of falls round headfirst into his crotch. Uh, it's, it's very strange. But...
2: Well, you reckon they rehearsed it like it was ballet or something? And yeah, one, yeah. two, three. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. then, then, up then like, it
0: gets up and like boots him right in the ass.
2: Yeah, they must have choreographed it or at least kind of rehearsed it over and over again.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was unexpected. <laughs> that was my main takeaway from this film. No, it wasn't. <laughs>
2: what i like about this is there's a claustrophobia thing just the real kind of like grimy unpleasant uncomfortable scenes in the mine and the gore is excellent in this so it's it's mm. always good to see
4: the unedited version it was my favorite of the ones that i watched this month yeah it felt like it had a bit more personality to it i found this month quite boring which i was surprised about oh thunder um or lightning even. um sorry got distracted by weather um, I found Weather more interesting than, than a lot of these films <laughs> but My Bloody Valentine was so fucking grim to watch to be honest just you know everyone in this town is so lame and this one woman's like is obsessed with this dance thing and it's like there's nothing else going on for them mm. and you just see the main chap like He is so good to be there, and you really feel that with him, like, this is so shit, and then killing happens, and it's like, ah, fuck. I liked how just grimy and grim and bleak it was. I like a bleak film.
0: It's really nicely lit. Mm. It's like, got a proper cinematographer, but for me, that's its downfall. It's just too competent (laughs) to be exciting. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: what would have made it better then Well, as in it wouldn't have looked as nice or
0: okay so I grew up with slashers in the 80s and uh this wasn't one that I watched in the 80s I don't know if it's because it just wasn't in the video shop or I knew even back then that it was heavily cut I don't know I still enjoy the ones that I grew up with but I think I've got to an age where I think slashers are generally a bit bit shit and if you've got a well-made film that has a slasher plot then it just doesn't work because slashers should either be grubby and cheap-looking and shit to match the the, the simplicity of their scripts, or if you've got a film like My Bloody Valentine that looks so nice, looks as nice as it does, they should have written it better. They should have written a better fucking story than just a load of people <laughs> uh-huh. get killed by someone in a mask. <laughs> Elevated horror has spoiled my enjoyment of slashes.
1: I find this so weird that like I feel. I think the exact opposite to everything you've just said like <laughs> a lot of the films that I watched when I was a kid like I don't enjoy now mm. like for some reason like Nightmare on Elm Street like I can't stand any of the original ones anymore um don't know why but like this month I've had well this month I, I, think, <laughs> I think I started three days ago and I've watched like eight 80 slashes over three days. And I've had a great time. (laughs) Um, This was my first one I watched and I really, really enjoyed it. I love that we're kind of coming in after there's been Black Christmas and there's been Halloween and they're like, what's the next holiday? We'll do Valentine's Day. And then they just go full on like it's a killer who cuts out hearts and sends Valentine's cards with little poems on and everything's going to be pink and red and the town's going to be called Valentine's Bluffs and like just (laughs) everything just all out and i like the ones where there's a bit of mystery as well i think i quite like it when there is a twist and the killer's revealed rather than it just being the person that you thought it was all along and i liked some of the dialogue and i liked some of the characters i just liked it <laughs> i do like the um
2: the barman as the but there's always the the standard like yeah. slasher trope of the, hey you kids don't do that or you get your <laughs> guts ripped out and they're like yeah all yes. right old man shut up The guy that does it in this just really, really sells it. Yeah. To a kind of ridiculous degree, to a kind of, it's almost sort of League of Gentleman-esque kind of levels (laughs) of, you know, really enjoying, warning
1: people how stabby it's going to get. I thought I was going to be watching a lot of people get stabbed to death uh, over and over, so I enjoyed that this one, like there's a woman in a tumble dryer. And (laughs) (laughs) then...
0: I like the pickaxe that goes through a guy's neck and comes out of his eye socket. That's good.
4: I like that he chops his own arm off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just can't imagine how boring this film would have been without the gore, as it used to be up until about two thousand and nine. Finally got put out uncut, and because like the gore bits are all in uh, worse picture quality, and I think probably missing a few frames here and there because the editing goes a bit weird sometimes. It really is a bit like a kind of look at what you could have won.
2: It's the speedboat of gore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when we covered all the, um, the gnarly Hong Kong films, I quite like when like something's been taken out and put back in and you get that sort of grainy, you know, oh, something disgusting is going to happen, which if you, if you happen to be enjoying this film purely for the gore moments, I guess that's the moment where you're like, oh, yeah, the colour
1: grading's gone wonky, better watch this. Yeah, hey, yeah, there yeah. goes his eyeball. Um, it makes it feel more forbidden somehow. Yeah, it does, like, it does. Someone tried to take this away, but I can see it. Yeah. Um I also love that one of the girls who's trapped in the mines hits a point where she just can't be bothered to run away anymore. And I'm like, mm. that's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Oh fucking gotta keep running from this guy. You know you want me to climb a ladder, like it's hard, I don't want to.
5: <laughs> when I was single, uh, and Prince Charles Cinema I used to show this on Valentine's Day um i used to go and see it every time because i like it that much and it was really good to see on the big screen hang
0: on, did you have to be seeing oh oh because it was valentine's day you didn't have
5: anything else to do apart Guy said yeah, yeah so i just i would go and see that yeah it's
0: not like everyone was copping off with
5: each other. Nah, nah. <laughs> okay.
2: I was wondering if and I don't know if anyone knows the answer to this, if this film, when it went out in the States to start off with, if people would very obviously watch it and go, Yeah, this film is Canadian, or if they were gonna be like, No, no, this is Valentine's Bluffs, Nebraska, despite the fact that everyone's drinking Moosehead and a couple of yeah. guys have got very, very clear Canadian accents.
0: Well, yeah, I mean Black Christmas has got American flags on the um. Yes, it desk, has, yeah. There.
2: Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there's another 80s one which wasn't one of the ones on the list which is just called something like American Stab Murder, but it's clearly <laughs> filmed in Montreal or whatever.
0: Oh no, have you heard about the American Stab Murders last night? Like, what <laughs> accent was that? I don't know. I don't um, know. I don't think that my bloody Van Zuyen is supposed to be set in America, but
5: I could be wrong. No, it's meant to be set in Essex. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but
2: what are they mining in Essex? Uh,
5: tanning Salon. Oh, okay. So, fine, so yeah. they've got a mine to find the tanning salons underground.
2: Oh, I think I saw that episode of Tarry. That's how half the cast died.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was so a slag pit. thank you that's all I'm going to contribute this episode (laughs) Uh,
0: the same production companies uh, also released Happy Birthday to Me the same year which was weirdly directed by a proper big Hollywood legend J. Lee Thompson I prefer Happy Birthday to Me over My Bloody Valentine. I just think it's got a bare script. It's There's a lot more going on. It's um, a proper mystery and it's pretty mad.
4: It frustrated me so much the first time I watched this because I watched it with Jack and I was trying to figure it out the whole time and getting really annoyed at myself that I couldn't figure it out. And I think he'd already seen it and he kept going, Happy Birthday to Me. As if that was a clue <laughs> and it wasn't a clue. Um, <laughs> so by the end of this film... I just I hated it, but I mean, looking back, yeah, it's fucking bonkers and stupid and silly. And the party scene is amazing. Mm, yeah. Um, maybe I should have rewatched it, but I just felt like there was too much unresolved feelings from the last time I watched it.
1: I think it's a little bit too long, and it really likes that thing of cropping quite close into an actor and like scanning down them as if it's a surprise. Like, oh, what are they going to be holding? And sometimes mm. it's usually it's a knife. Sometimes it's like not a knife. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs>
0: So the guy who's weightlifting and his mate comes in, doesn't question why his mate is dressed head to toe in black wearing gloves in the gym. Yeah. People
2: do wear weird shit in the gym, though. A friend of mine who goes regularly was saying that there's a guy that comes in every day wearing jeans and a leather jacket. What, so actually on the machine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he works out in that, yeah. Wow. It comes, it's like, I'm going to go to the gym dressed as the Fonz. It's very weird. <laughs> Amazing. Does he do Kung Fu in his jeans as well? Um, I don't know. I should have asked. I hope he does. They'd have to be quite roomy jeans to do Kung Fu in though, otherwise uh, you're going to go no. through them quick. High waistband. a sweet <laughs> trick.
0: It's got that famous poster of the kebab skewer going into mm, some, yes. some characters. He's, he's called John on the poster art. There's no one called John in the film. I think that's probably why I never rented this one when I was a kid, because it just looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that poster art is terrible.
1: The title treatment's lovely. They've put like a little birthday candle flame over the eye and turned the tea into a dagger and I'm like... Some designers, like, put some effort in there, it's lovely
0: <laughs> oh, well, we'll stick with Canada for Terror Train Starring Jamie Lee Curtis and David Copperfield, of all people What <laughs> the fuck? There are so many, so many one-off 80s slashers we could have done The selection that we've come up with is pretty random Based largely on what I've got in my Blu-ray collection So you'd think I could have not included a film that says 1979 on the fucking print but no. <laughs> not to worry, it was was released in 1980.
2: It does feel very 70s, this one. The sense of the party yeah. and the sort of the light music that they're listening to. What's the gist of this film? I didn't watch
4: it, so why is David copperfield Students have a
0: big party on a train and there's a killer on board. And it's ah. a bit of a mystery.
4: Where does David Copperfield fit in? There's a magician on the train. Well, they've, on they've on hired a, a magician. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's a magician on the train. Yeah, yeah. it's Amazing. wonderful. I love it so much. Why yeah. did they shoehorn him in?
0: Like... I don't know. <laughs> is he
4: integral to the plot, or was
0: David? He Godfrey's is integral like... to the plot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. He's a fairly major character. It's not just like a cameo in one scene.
1: Ah. It's, it's very, yeah, very important. Can you imagine David Blaine in a horror film? yeah really easily
0: <laughs> yeah but it would be one of those ones about
2: a horrible stalky man who won't leave people alone I don't know he's got that vibe
1: yeah. or he could be in
2: a Saw movie well what he's being punished by Jigsaw for being annoying
1: or he maybe he is Jigsaw
4: yes
2: I just like the idea that Jigsaw would be like David Blaine <laughs> You have spent the past 16 <laughs> years going up to people and going, is this your card? Is this your card? Is this your card?
0: <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be a creepier horror movie villain? David Blaine or Paul Daniels? Oh, <laughs> Paul
4: Daniels, Stephanie. Paul Daniels. Yeah, I would go Daniels. Paul Daniels would be like, he'd be like one of those 80s ones where he like unveils at the end that he's been the evil one all the whole time and his voice changes and he's like, yes, it was me. And it turns out he was the child that was abandoned in the well 30 years ago. Mm. Um, while he was in the well, he taught himself magic so he could charm people and then catch his revenge on the town that left I him I don't know. World.
2: I would like to see some 80s make-up transformation effects on Paul Daniels. I would imagine that would
4: look proper freaky. He's quite dead, though, isn't he, right now? He's, oh, dead, he's dead, dead now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's quite dead.
0: Then so certainly kill him. <laughs> And so, so he threw pizza at his head and knocked him out and died.
2: So he killed everyone. That's the that's and then the Paul final. Daniels kills Sweep but he goes sweep dreams um, <laughs> and throws him down the well, followed by just terrified squeaking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: One of the characters in Terra Train gets killed while wearing a huge rubber full head lizard mask, and mm-hmm. he's killed by being smashed into a mirror. I would say he's got quite a bit of protection on his head there. And I don't think that would kill him.
5: The thing that annoyed me about that scene is that after he's had his face smashed in, the mask is completely like broken up and then somehow someone else is able to put it back on Uh, and the mask is completely back to normal. Uh, And clean.
1: There's no like blood on it or
5: anything. I did like imagining the killer like frantically scrubbing (laughs) it clean. Yeah, some good cleaning products on him just because the guy's only went away for like two minutes and came back and had already been nicely cleaned up.
0: Did anyone notice this bit? Listen, why don't you come on back now?
3: It's Mellow Doughton. Well, this place gives me the creeps.
0: Gives her the shits for the sounds of it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) To be
2: fair, that is a legit fear response. (laughs) Just me? Okay, fine.
5: (laughs) Is that what you heard? You heard a fart from that part.
0: Did you not hear it?
2: I heard a fart. Don't worry, it's all right. It was a funny noise. Yeah, I
5: heard... Yeah, Yeah, there was some kind of
2: noise. Not every noise is a fart but some farts are
5: noises. I
0: just thought the Sorry do you want some <laughs> So that again. every not every noise is a fart but some farts are <laughs> noises some... what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's a Zen Cohen I've just come up with. It's not. It, it means nothing and yet everything. Yeah. I'm very
3: tired. You're just
2: say it again. I just
0: want to get this down in writing. <laughs> I'm going to get it embroidered. No, I'm not saying it again. Framed. You
2: can fucking buy the cross stitch from my Etsy store. <laughs> I said not every noise is a fart, but some farts are noises. There we go. <laughs> That's the new live, laugh, love. <laughs>
0: Right, it is the uh, Halloween time of year, so let's move on to Hell Night, which, to be honest, I'm not sure whether it's set at Halloween or not, but um, there's a lot of fancy dress, so let's say it is.
4: What a great big pile of shit.
0: I never managed to pay attention Aww. to it in Hell Night. I always thought <laughs> my mind wanders. Yeah,
2: I tried really hard to pay attention to it. The pacing's really slow and everyone's a dick, but I do think Linda Blair does a good job with very little. She does the whole, hey, I'm scared, but
1: I'm also a mechanic and that might come in handy yeah.
2: later. <laughs> yeah. mm.
1: Yes, I love how competent she was. That scene where she's escaping and she manages to unlock the padlock, go through the gate, close it, relock the padlock... Go to her car, Realizes car won't start, pops the bonnet open, sparks it to life somehow, gets in the car. The killer's all coming the whole time, but she's just like, nope, I'm fine. I'm just being super competent in a way that no other final girl has ever been. Mm. I was like, good girl, well done. (laughs) But I agree, this film is really hard to pay attention to. I kept having to rewind it when I realised that I didn't know who anyone was or what was happening.
5: It's annoying because... When it started and it was just like quite silly comedy in this frat house, I was like, oh, I'm sort of on board with this. And then when they get into the house, mm. it's just them having boring conversations and oh, there's some noises going off in another room.
0: I liked Suki Goodwin in it. Her character's killed off way too early.
1: Is she the British one?
0: Yeah. She was really good fun.
1: <laughs> she had
2: quite an impressive amount
1: of drugs on her for one night.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: so many, so many drugs. Especially because she says, like, they confiscated some coke and something else, I think.
2: Yeah, but I've still got quaaludes and, like, four tons of whatever else she had. I'm just like, <laughs> I hope you're pacing yourself, because if not, you're just going to spend the rest of the movie just asleep on the floor. And <laughs> then they're going
1: to be very, very easy for them to kill you.
0: Maybe she just died of an overdose. Yeah. Is this uh, Halloween? Not sure.
1: I don't think so. I was trying to figure that out the whole time. Because there's so much fancy
0: dress. I did like the costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good because it's easy to remember who's who, basically. <laughs>
1: Plus, it's just fun because visually you've got these people who are wearing like historical costumes holding candelabras running around a gothic house, but it's a slasher. Like, that was quite fun. Mm. Mm. And also
2: the fact that Linda Blair's doing her brilliant mechanic stuff whilst wearing the sort of cleavage y yes! dress, which mm. is awesome. More mechanics should dress like that.
0: After Halloween, American students like to go on a Full break, just like in the film Full Break, which is much better known as The Mutilator. We're going on a full break. <laughs> yeah, spring break you get Piranha 3D, full break you get The Mutilator. I was listening to some podcasts the other day, and there's um, someone on it was talking about the film Piranha 3D. It's like, it's so fucking pretentious to call it Piranha. Piranha, Piranha 3D. <laughs>
1: oh my god did they think that was just how it was pronounced
0: yeah. I think yeah yeah, I think. They... Piranha if you're Spanish than- you would might pronounce it that way yeah yeah, of course. No, yeah. you're just being, being fucking pretentious about a film that is as trashy as that where were they from uh, up their own arse by the sound of it <laughs>
5: <laughs> Piranha uh,
0: anyway the mutilator a um, kid's dad's gone mad and gone missing so he takes his friends along to an island to close up the family beach house but mad dad is actually still there and starts killing them
2: mad dad would have been a better title
1: it would, yeah. <laughs> They'd written a song called Mad Dad, yes, but I feel like full Break would have been the best title because
0: there's songs throughout the whole fucking. Film. You've got yourself a mad dad. So, Brian it's Is Cliff Richard doing the theme tune on this? Song.
4: No, that's <laughs> generally the the way the tongue goes when they have the the 10, 15 minute long yeah, I know, um yeah. fucking car scene of them driving, and it's like Fall Break, Break. And there's a guy in the back and be like, You're going on Fall Break. Cliff Richard, just the so, uh, worst.
2: <laughs> what you get in a lot of these '80s slashes. Is you get a lot of very very odd tonal shifts so it's all very much like huh this is a fun time oh you guys what are you going to do oh your guts have fallen out yeah but this one especially so the, the start of it is like there's the opening scene with the um, hilarious the, the, the shooty kid which is hilarious and kind of campy and kind of enjoyable and then you've got like an amduram production of like a teen movie where they're going god i am <laughs> bored on full break i'm just going to play computer games and then
4: the main character is like oh my dad doesn't really talk to me and he like treats and he's like being really jovial about it as if his dad's the one of the problem it's like yeah he killed your mum it doesn't seem to have any issue with it either it's like no he's quite happy i think his mate brings it up going yeah he shot his mum and everyone's like ah that's a shame (laughs) they get to the cabin and he's like these are all my dad's
1: other weapons i'm Mm. like if you had already caused the death of your wife by, like, carelessly leaving your gun cabinet unlocked, would you not, like, be a bit more fucking careful with the rest of your array of weaponry?
0: You know that bit where um, they're pissing about inside the house and one of the guys gets the big shark jaws off the wall or the cabinet or whatever, and walks around Mm. and pretends to be a shark? I mean, you'll know how the jaws theme goes, yeah? You can all do the jaws theme. (laughs) Can you, can you, can you recreate the jaws theme? It's John Williams' most famous piece. It's his most famous fucking piece. So go on, do the jaws theme as you would recreate it.
4: <laughs> 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 Bring, ding, ding, da, ding, 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 ding ba,
0: ba, ba, da, ba, ba. Well, according to the bloke in the mutilator. Bum 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 You're right, in it. <laughs> or he's fucking stupid,
2: I'm
4: not sure. That's uh, that's, that's that's um, da, da def. Da, 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 oh yeah yeah, yeah, 19, yeah, 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 yeah. Space Odyssey.
1: this. Just confusing his films. Hmm. They're both <laughs> films that if people tell you that's their favourite film of all time, you can safely stop talking to them because they're very boring. <laughs>
0: I'm like that about Pulp Fiction. I won't follow anyone on Letterboxd who's got Pulp Fiction in their top four. Even though Pulp Fiction's a perfectly good film, it's just, you know, if you've got it in your top four...
2: Phew. When I was a student, that was, like, literally everywhere. It was just kind of, like, compulsory. You had to have either Trainspotting or Pulp Fiction
0: on the wall. Or, mm. yeah, 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 and and I did, to be fair.
2: Well, you had to, otherwise they'd have shot you, so... Yes, I went,
0: I went to a very violent university. <laughs> <laughs> The gore he is very good, though. The gore and the violence. That, that last death where he... Um, oh, that's yeah, horrible. That is very
4: good.
1: That is delightful. Yes. And mm. he keeps going after he's been cut yeah. in yeah. half.
0: When well, he's cut in <laughs> half and still manages to chop off a policeman's leg. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> you
2: make that sound like an advertising slogan. <laughs> when you cut him in half but you still have time to chop off a policeman's leg (laughs) I don't know what that's an advert for
0: though I know it sounds like something like Carlsberg or Hoffmeister or something
2: (laughs) (laughs) Carlsberg don't make serial killers but
0: (laughs) Uh, Moving through the calendar year fall break culminates with Thanksgiving which brings us to Blood Rage where the slashing is confused by the fact that there are two identical twins one of whom is nice and one of whom is nasty I like Blood Rage a lot. It's very silly. It's very gory. It's very silly. It's got that amazing performance by Louise Lasser as the uh, twins' mum, who's absolutely fucking off her head. Mm -hmm. It's got one of those and introducing credits. I always enjoy seeing them at the start of films. And introducing Julie Gordon. And these people are never, ever in any other films once they've been introduced. Um, She was in one more (laughs) film after this. She played Receptionist One in Deadly Illusion.
2: It's a weird one. It's all over the place. I found it quite enjoyable.
0: This is one of those films where you think you're sitting down to watch Blood Rage and then a completely different title appears on screen, like at the start Mm. of Police Squad, which I always find amusing. Um, (laughs) The the title that appears on screen is Slasher, which I imagine it's called that because there's a scene where he actually stops to take a piss. (laughs) Oh no!
4: Oh no! Chris made a piss joke, and I'm the only one laughing at it. Oh God!
0: It's true though. He does. He does stop saying piss halfway through his killing spree.
4: Well, sometimes you got to go. Yeah, mm. absolutely.
0: Thanksgiving's over, which means that Christmas is coming, so it's time to go to the supermarket, like the one in Intruder. <laughs> <laughs> Tenuous.
2: <laughs> I really like this one, probably because it's got the kind of Sam Raimi effect because the guy that directed this, did he co-write Evil Dead 2? He was part, part uh-huh. of that group anyway. So there's quite a lot of the sort of Raimi DNA in it. There's like really, really interesting cinematography, good camera angles.
0: It's got some good um, camera setups, sure, but I find the supermarket itself not very atmospheric, but the kill scenes are great. The meat slicer is one of the best in all of 80s horror. I sort of feel like I'd struggle
1: to have feelings about it. I'm like, yeah, that is maybe like you were going, yeah, it's perfectly competent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's, I don't know, maybe it's because it's like, it has sort of comedy elements because of the raininess I don't know. I, I like it, but I struggle to love it. I'm like, yeah, this is this is fine <laughs> this is good I think maybe just not very excited about it because I'd seen it before whereas a lot of these others I hadn't seen before so it was just like oh something new
0: all right I don't know if you've seen the next one before I mean the last few movies we talked about weren't huge hits or anything obviously <laughs> you didn't get any sequels but they're pretty well known due to various dvd and blu-ray releases over the years so let's get stupider and grubbier and a bit more obscure <laughs> nail gun massacre why do I keep watching nail <laughs> gun massacre it is awful <laughs> But I keep watching it.
2: (laughs) It's extremely watchable, even though the pacing is all over the place and it's not very well made. But I laughed so hard watching this because I kept imagining the person doing the killer voice that kept (laughs) sort of coming in on the soundtrack, just doing like evil cackling in a room with a synthesizer. I just kept imagining (laughs) that guy with a tape deck doing that and just having the best time.
0: It's so bad that little post-kill quips, like when he or she kills someone who's in the middle of a piss, goes... That pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh God!
2: it's really bizarre but it does very much have a sense of I'm going to make a film and get all my mates involved and like yes. um, Evil Come Evil Go that we watched last month there's very much the sense of when there's sex scenes it's just like right who wants to get naked on camera and people are like yeah,
0: I'll do it did you notice the bit with the woman in the grocery store behind the counter she's just staring down at the um, counter the whole time she's delivering her lines and then the customer picks up the box of groceries and the fucking woman's script is on the desk right
2: that store was the store owned by the guy that directed his gran the actress that was meant to play the sales assistant didn't show up so that is his gran yeah the script she was literally given and apparently when she saw the film she complained there was too much sex and nudity she does have that whole line about don't you just miss the days where you could sit outside without all the bears and the killers or something (laughs) very silly
0: (laughs) That picnic that they go on All they've brought to eat or drink is just A box of Ritz crackers <laughs> Sarah you remember that Irish film Fatal Deviation Where the day of oh, the uh, God, picnic yeah. the, the romantic picnic is just load of oranges I was <laughs> going <laughs> to say it's all oranges
1: Yeah how the hell do I remember that Of all the things
0: yeah. Shout out to Chris Ward from the Ancient Slumber podcast Who enjoys pointing out that nail guns don't work like that
1: How do they work?
0: Uh, you have to push it against the thing you're nailing. and that oh. You can't just pull the trigger and it goes... You
1: can't just fire. <laughs> it's in one of the Final
4: Destination films. It is. goes all through our head. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
5: And they used it in Eight-Legged Freaks as well to shoot at the spiders with a nail gun.
4: <laughs> and in Home Alone, one and two. Wow.
1: That's so weird that they just keep assuming that no one knows how a nail gun works. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: Is there any film where someone uses a nail gun realistically? How to nail gun
4: MGF...
0: What is the line, I'm as horny as a rooster in a Chinese hen house, mean? Why Chinese hen house? What's, what is it about Chinese hens? They're the most chicken? attractive
4: hens. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah, it must be that, yeah. It's common knowledge. Yeah? Chinese Sexy. hens are the fittest chickens. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't fucking know.
2: <laughs> he doesn't specify where the rooster's from If it was an American rooster in a Chinese hen house Oh, then he's
4: fetishising Exactly, yeah mm. Yeah. I've never seen a horny chicken i have never seen a horny chicken? No, never. Oh no, I love a chicken I've hung out with some chickens on holiday in June or July And it was lovely
0: But it was all very platonic, evidently
4: it was, yeah, yeah. We had a, a deep mutual respect for each other.
0: It's rare in Nailgun Massacre that you can actually make out any dialogue at all because everyone sounds like Charlie Brown's teachers. And not helped by just the kind of like
2: the weird line delivery. And
0: it's basically all drowned out by the traffic on the road next That's to it That's right, anyway. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a bad film. <laughs> But you know, I'm sure I'll give it a fifth watch soon enough um, How about Doom Asylum, which Arrow video dredged up from utter obscurity a few years ago Doom Asylum is my favourite of our watch list this month I I genuinely love it
2: It's utter bollocks, but I really enjoyed it I, I don't really know why I think it's mostly because of the um, the rude punk woman who just goes ha, ha, ha. These girls who were a bit kind of gothy punky And yet their music sounds like some kind of like terrifying industrial sort of throbbing gristle kind of B-side. And then you've got a scene of them playing chess and a bandmate goes checkmate and angry blonde woman responds by just hissing. It's almost kind of like a trauma movie, isn't it? Doom Asylum. Yeah, kind of a very much trauma vibe. I like the fact that it's all shot in daylight. That's good. Yeah, there's some hilarious rubber corpses.
0: Some great effects, though. The uh, bone sore in the jaw, the toe amputations are horrible.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, those bits are
1: horrible. The The like, acid face was good.
0: Yeah. Yes, that was good. But there is no reason why they stay there. Why, why don't they just fuck off and run away? <laughs> there's yeah, absolutely I don't get no that. reason. Uh, I'm glad I've had the chance to get my 3D glasses out this month for another obscure one, Silent Madness, which is about an unfortunate clerical error at a psychiatric hospital, which means that the violent Howard Johns is released into the community rather than the harmless John Howard. What a mistake. <laughs> I want to write a sequel where they try to lock Howard Johns up again, but there's another clerical error. And as the doctor walks past the ward, uh, you just hear this. my little joke. That's good. Howard Jones. Literally only Emily is old enough to get that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Can you go back to making piss jokes, please? I get those. <laughs>
2: I mean, probably Howard Jones is having a piss in that particular sketch that Cliff put together. Yeah, probably, yeah. He's, he's so angry he's pissing on his keyboard. <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: I think you're probably right, Emily. <laughs> what was it with Kruger being a scary name in 1984? So, Doctor in Silent Madness yeah. is called Dr Kruger
2: I reckon somebody got bullied at school by someone whose name was Kruger that's that's why I think
0: well the writer of this one is Robert Zimmerman I'm sure he's Bob Dylan's real name <laughs> so.
2: I want to actually change the IMDB entry and say that Bob Dylan wrote this movie
0: by, by, by pissing on his keyboard
2: oh no he'd be pissing into his harmonica
0: uh. <laughs> oh, god god <laughs>
5: But does he use it straight afterwards?
0: No, no, he swaps it with Stevie Wonder's. So he's not going to. Oh. <laughs> uh, obviously we need some Italian sleaze at this point, so Anthropophagus aka the Anthropophagus Beast aka the Grim Reaper, aka the Savage Island, aka the Beast aka the Zombie's Rage, aka definitely 100% a one-off 80s slasher that never had a sequel no absurd, aka Anthropophagus 2, aka the Grim Reaper 2 aka Zombie 6, no they don't count shut up, no, 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 no I can't hear you
5: I love that Fallout Boys song Um, anthropophagus
0: views
2: when I watched the uh uploads, I was about to message you and go, "Uh, I think the version you've uploaded (laughs) is in German without subtitles, and it's purely because there is a scene at the beginning which is in German without subtitles, and it goes on for far too long, yeah. It goes on for far too long, and the only bit is many, many years since I did GCSE German, but the the one bit I could follow was they were literally talking about what kind of breakfast they've had.
0: Oh, really? (laughs) Like when you're doing a mic test? Yeah. And the sound engineer goes, tell us what you had for breakfast. Tell us
2: what you had for breakfast, yeah. And then they they laugh at the the way that you say it. Anyway, flashbacks. Um, (laughs) There's a... Yeah, she, she literally says, I only had a bread roll. That's the last thing she says before she dies.
4: Oh. It's wow, so sad. <laughs> it's only, wow. And it was a little bread roll as well. It wasn't even a big one. I think he called the dog a good boy. Yeah. And then she took her top off and he went, das is good.
2: Yeah. And then, and then, then went, they, talk, <laughs> they talked about what they'd eaten that morning.
4: Yeah. Um, and then she goes, das <laughs> water. The water's cold. And she goes, it's ice cold. And then she's uh, murdered. Yep. She died doing what she loved with her tits out talking about a bread roll. This film hit all the points I love about films, which is bad dubbing, slightly sexy Italian, bizarre accents. That's pretty much the only thing
0: I like. You know how in Italian films they always dub the children with adult voice actors? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a kitten in Anthropophagus that is dubbed with the voice of an adult cat.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And they're laughing at this cat going, but it's like a tiny, tiny, tiny baby kitten. (laughs)
0: Well we remain in the world of Italian cinema For our second feature from 1987 It's Michaela Suave's Stage Fright Aquarius A.K.A. Bloody Bird A.K.A. Deliria Um, Here's the trailer It's not a very interesting one to listen to But see if you can spot where the editor got bored And decided to just start DJing instead
3: (laughs) (laughs)
4: Maniac, is hiding
0: in here? You've gone out of your mind! Come on, kill her! Kill her! Ah!
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what are we going to do now? We've
0: got to find the key. An actor who went mad and killed 16 people breaks out of hospital and starts a new slaughter at a rehearsal studio. This is written by the guy who played the anthropophagus beast, Luigi Monteferrari.
4: Mm. Mm. Small world.
0: <laughs> Small world, yes. That's right.
4: I mean, again, yeah, this this had all the hallmarks of uh, why I like Italian sex films, but there was enough sex in it. Um, there was not enough boobies. There wasn't enough, like, just sleaze. Um, there was some excellent dubbing. I always liked the dubbing, like, the one guy who was American, but. His words were not matching his lips whatsoever. That was the highlight. But that's all I could focus on. Because, again, I wanted to like this, but I found it boring. I found a lot of these really boring. I'm really
5: sorry. This is my favourite out of all of the ones we've watched. When this opened with a dance number, um, <laughs> I was uh, I was very on board straight away. When they're dancing in the owl costume, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm well up for this.
4: What brought my attention back at the end was, for some reason... The end credits were just over a freeze frame of one of the actors doing the saxophone. Yeah. (laughs) I think there's better music-based murdery things. Like, what's that one where it starts with a sort of gym dance routine? Murder rock. Yeah, yeah. And it's got better music in it. Just watch that instead. Although it doesn't have a massive owl head. The
2: massive owl head is awesome, and also I like the fact that the play that the director is taking very, 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 very seriously is like the sort of ones that we used to do in GCSE drama. I, yes. everything <laughs> yes. is about misery, and everyone's a sex worker, and everything's sad. It's a girl, and she dies. Up. Yeah, it's kind of an entertaining mess this film, but it, as with a lot of them, it's kind of the pacing's a little bit slow. But there's there's some fun parts. There's some good displays of the corpses at the
0: end. Breathing, blinking.
4: Yeah, yeah, breathing. There's a lot of breathing.
0: There's one guy who uh, he obviously realises that the killer is walking in between him and the camera, so he can get away mm. with blinking and blinking. And then when you see him again, he's looking in a completely different direction from where he was before. <laughs> That's the fucking thing about this film, right? So many people go, "Oh, Michaela Suave is such an amazing filmmaker. This is the most beautiful jalo uh, slash thing." And is it so much of it is really badly made? Including that corpse scene with all the breathing corpses The bit where the girl gets chopped in half And then it Mm. turns out the killer has a chainsaw What, did he put the chainsaw on silent before?
1: Manual, like just (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed the subplot about the cat
0: The subplot about the cat? Yeah,
1: kind of keeps going And I was like, oh no, there's a cat, it's going to get killed and then it doesn't. And then the, that amazing bit with the breathing corpses on the stage, the mm. cat's just sitting on the killer's lap. And the killer just kind of has a sit down in his owl mask, strokes the cat, feathers flying everywhere. And then there's that lovely bit where the woman's underneath the stage and the key is dropped between the kind of slats, but it's wedged. And the cat's just like, oh, hey, something's happening here. She's like trying to maneuver the key. And the cat just goes straight to it and just like, is like, fuck you. She's here. Come and get her. <laughs> Uh, from my experience of cats, my cat would do that. Um, <laughs> accurate cat work.
5: But they had to keep doing that angry dubbing for the cat, didn't they? Yeah. Even when they kept showing yeah. the cat's face.
1: It was called Lucifer, so, I, you know, he knew that something bad was going to...
4: Well, the owner was called <laughs> Willie, though, which is another name for penis. So what would happen there?
0: Oh, that guy. <laughs> right yeah. between the eyes.
4: Right he between, says right that the about the a million eyes.
2: times at the right end. Right between the eyes. He's in shock it just sounds like he's buffering that's what it, that's does, what it, it sounds like
3: <laughs>
2: someone just go and tap him gently and then he'll he'll be oh sorry yeah, yeah so anyway i shot him so hmm, all good
0: <laughs> my favorite fact that i learned about this yesterday was that you know it's called stage fright aquarius mm-hmm. do you know what the aquarius bit <laughs> apparently okay you know there's that scene in the doctor's office where <laughs> there's a fish tank yes and, mm-hmm. now apparently michaela suave thought that fish tanks are called (laughs) Aquariuses. So it's a reference to the fish tank.
1: But how is that relevant to anything anyway? It's
0: fucking not, is it? And yet one (laughs) one of the posters has a picture of someone smacking an axe into a fish tank full of severed heads.
4: Because they're trapped in an aquarium. They're trapped in a a outer space because they've been locked in.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mm. all right, I see that. So he's watching them like a
4: cat Mm. would watch fish. And (sighs) then they're displayed like um, little plastic castles at the end that you would find in an
1: aquarium. Oh, you've
0: made sense of it. That's no fun.
1: (laughs) Yes. Suave's cameo is kind of hilarious where he's like the cop in the car. He's like, don't you think I look a bit like James Dean? And the other cop's like, no. No. it's like just a little bit.
4: Can we listen to the music again please?
1: Just <laughs> uh, enjoy a
4: saxophone solo, yeah. <plays> yeah, that's great. <laughs> just, I just want to flash dance out of my house to that every day. <laughs> We're
0: done with that. Yeah. Well, I've been doing a bit of slicing and dicing myself. <laughs> Play scary noises, Sarah and Bryony versus Luke and Emily. Are you ready? Oh, what have we got there? We've got a squeaky is that, is that working? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: What is it though? It's a elephant, duck. That duck. Elephant ears.
2: <laughs> Why has he got elephant ears? Is he Dumbo?
5: I don't know. It was in an arcade, it was one of the prizes. An
0: elephant fucked the duck, and that's what, what came out. All <laughs> the other way around, I suppose. Sarah, what's your noise? <laughs> I think Fair enough, Emily. You've got the shaky egg. I've got the shaky egg. Yeah, stay a doctor about that.
4: Um, I've not unpacked yet, so I'm I'm going to be a saxophone.
0: You're going to, exactly <laughs> you're going
4: to
0: be a saxophone. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> That's the same noise you made last month, <laughs> No, it is. Yes. What was the noise I just made? Just a variation on. Oh, lo, 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 lo. <laughs> <we're>
4: <laughs> I mean, the month before my sound was. I'm a scientist, yeah, so right, yeah. I needed appropriate sound for this and all it could be. Well, oh, no, saxophone's time, just
0: a more realistic saxophone. <laughs> that's not a saxophone! doot doot
1: Maybe
4: yeah,
1: no, if
0: yeah, right. kind of do the like... <laughs> Oh perfect, now you're doing the hand signals Then yeah Alright, uh, well, here's your first pair of scary noises Really? Why the fuck did you want to make her in the first place? Huh? For the betterment of mankind?
4: Uh, Emily.
2: Is the music happy birthday
0: to me? Yes. Did you get the dialogue? Uh, no. Okay, Sarah and Bryony, can you get the dialogue? Really? Why the fuck did you want to make her
3: in the first place? Huh? For the betterment of mankind?
1: I no, but we fucked up. Though. I feel like it's got to be like splice or something like that.
0: It's <laughs> splice. Hey, <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. uh, number two. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, there's absolutely no
5: one else on this. Island but this. Hey, Mike, You Linda, come on out now. We need to lock up so we can go to bed.
0: Yes, Sarah.
1: The dialogue is the mutilator. It is.
0: Get the music. No. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Briding? <laughs> music? Uh, it's some children singing. It isn't. Is it not? <laughs> That's what no. I heard. Emily, alone, can you get the music? Why am I whispering? There's absolutely no one else on this island but nice. Hey, Mike. You and Linda, come on out now. We need to lock up so we can go to bed. Look, come on out. Hey, I'm sorry for all those tricks I've ever played on you. And I promise.
5: Hey, I promise I'll never play any more tricks. I don't know why I thought it was X.
0: Thought you were about to say the right answer there. No, The Exorcist. Oh,
5: the X. Ex- yeah. oh, yeah. right. Okay. That party scene Yeah, I said that. Guy. I just you didn't hear me say it I said ex- <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> so really quiet.
1: I just I just call the Exorcist X. Ex. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what
4: the cool kids call it.
0: Number three. She's related to Mary Towne
4: She's one of the women accused of witchcraft in Salem. She was hung during the trials. So after Bathsheba married Judson, they had a baby. Baby was seven days old.
0: Jensen caught her sacrificing it in front of the fireplace She ran out to that tree,
4: but
1: I'm gonna guess the dialogue's the conjuring.
0: Yeah, well on And uh, music. Um
4: dun 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 dun
1: dun dun, <laughs> yeah. dun, dun. Uh, uh. I mean could be fucking anything. Let's say it's stage fright. Nope. really can you get the music?
4: She's related to Marytown Estee. She's one of the women accused of witchcraft in Salem. She was hung during the trials. After Bathsheba married Judson, they had a baby. And when the baby was seven days old, Judson caught her sacrificing it in front of the fireplace. She ran out to that tree by the dock, climbed up, proclaimed her love to Satan, cursed anyone who tried to take her land, and hung herself.
0: No, there's intruder. Ah... That's so uh, three, one, Sarah and Brian at the halfway stage. Is uh, number four.
3: You'll address me as Doctor, and there's nothing we need to know about one another except that I'm staff and you're an attendant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Emily.
2: The dialogue is silent madness, and I will guess that the music is Lair of the White Worm.
0: Ah, oh, well done. You got the bonus point. <laughs> <laughs> number
3: five. I I'm all all in all calling. All Calling the you wanted to answer the phone. it's <laughs> your killing again. All of the of you may even fool your mother,
5: but in the end, you will answer to the Lord and only the Lord. And so it is written, and so it shall be
0: no mm-hmm. no one got anything there that was difficult actually because the music was daniel isn't real if anyone remembers that and the dialogue was from blood rage so it is currently 4-3 to luke and emily so here's the final pair how about the priest master Hopkins?
3: we have done with him in a day or two have no fear child
0: he's been good to me as well he
3: is an idolater
0: he must confess the yes, dialogue
2: the dialogue is "Witchfinder general and music um, I was excited at hearing Vincent Price, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
5: Blake? Uh Stage fright.
0: It's not stage fright. Sarah and Bryony can you get the music? About the priest, Master.
3: We'll have done with him in a day or two. Have no fear, child. He's
4: been good to me in his way. He is
3: an idolater. He must confess and die. Stern will see that.
4: Oh no! Please, don't let him be harmed. Please.
3: You seek to protect the witch. From rightful justice
4: Well no not that But couldn't he be Kept in a cell He could
1: do
0: no harm From a prison cell Oh
1: please justice must be
0: done man. Is it Doom Asylum It is Yes, yeah. It's the Robin gristle B-side <laughs> Yeah uh, Right well good scoring 5-4 To Luke and Emily Well done Sarah, it's been great to have you back on board. Don't leave it so long next time, eh? But in the meantime, people <laughs> can hear you on Millennial Horrors. They can indeed, on all good podcasting platforms. So, you've got a, what was it, Carl Goldman episode coming up?
1: Carl Goldman episode coming up. Our previous one was, I think, Korean horror. Yeah, just revisiting all the 2000s horror movies and seeing if they are good or if we were just idiotic teenagers slash young 20 somethings when they came out.
0: Always a good listen. So that just leaves next month's admin to plan. Our guest devil for next month has chosen Spanish classics, including all four blind dead films. We'll do one of those as one of our features. So Luke and Emily, what do you want to pick as a feature? Luke, do you want to pick one? (laughs) Bell
5: from Hell. There we go. Oh, Bell from Hell.
2: Wow.
0: Bell from Hell is a good film. We'll do Tombs of the Living Dead as well as Bell from Hell then as our features. So, unlike the losers we've been talking about this month, we will be back for more. And we hope you'll join us just as we hope you'll rate and review us. In fact... Can you, can you, can you Write us a nice review And give us five stars too We'd love you to do that No fewer than five fucking stars Thanks for listening!